Oh yeah, I forgot my answer. It would be the the lady that the strip show that I once went to that uh, inhaled smoke somehow into her vagina and puffed it out of her vagina with me tooting on the other end. Reach back to me. Welcome to episode 23 of the Joysticks and Chill podcast. The podcast for gamers, by gamers, for other gamers, unless that gamer happens to be Pollen! Fucking Pollen! Pollen can go suck my balls! My name is Joystick J, and with me today is the mouse they call John. Nessie's a natural. Oh, that's the wrong button. Yeah, I'm not a natural, but and I'm not Nessie either. Um, but hello. Oh yes, that that work, that works. Carry on. That one was definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not very prepared tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not very prepared. I haven't pre-prepared a quick like they take days of writing in advance. <laughs> we have Nezzy the natural. Nezzy's a natural. Right button. Hello everyone. The he, he stole my name. He's not going to steal my natural status. He may be John, but I'm the only natural John. So hello, everyone. And hardly Dan. It's weird. One of his characters is a sniffer dog. Good evening. I'm never going to forget that, that he plays that game ever again now, am I? <laughs> you are not. How is everyone? We've not been together for fucking ages. Been a long time. Things have happened, but we are finally back together where we belong to talk about our beloved games. Now it's time for fascinating anecdotes and shit. We'll begin with John as normal. Okay. Sorry, I was eating a takeaway. So, um, (laughs) I had something happen this past week that really annoyed me. It really, really annoyed me. Um, So, my landlord had booked in British Gas to come out and do the annual gas check where they just come in and make sure, you know, none of your radiators are going to blow up or that your boilers, you know, where it should be and all of that sort of stuff. And um, they told us she'd booked us in for, I can't remember what day, she'd booked us in for like the last Friday. Well, the time that they said that they were coming, we, and being a Friday, my daughter going to nursery and stuff, we knew it'd be a really bad time for them to show up because there'd probably be no one in the house. So, um, so any burglars out there, if you want to rob my house, you come on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, the gas check was the engineer was supposed to turn up on the Friday. However, my wife got in touch with the, um, you can still hear me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So my wife got in touch with them and said, don't come on the Friday. No one will be in really bad timing please don't turn up and they said yeah yeah fine it's all cancelled don't worry so friday rolled around 
I'd picked my daughter up from nursery. I'd came home. I was just settling her down to sleep. And there was just a hammering at the door. And I just thought, ignore it. They'll, they'll get the idea. No one's in. They'll piss off. The hammering carried on for like 10 minutes before I just thought, you've got to be joking. So I went downstairs, opened the door. What do you want? This bumbling idiot bloke there is just like, oh, I've come to do a gas check. I said, you know, we've cancelled it. All been cancelled. It's all been sorted. Um, we'd cancelled it for the Friday and we'd moved it to the Monday, which is today, very day we're recording. And yeah, the I, I was so angry when I answered the door. And uh, normally, I, I'm you know don't really make a habit of just being angry with people, but I was so so furious because we'd cancelled it. My wife had spoke to him on the phone, and on the morning of uh, Friday. Um, we had a text message to, to let us know that they were turning up. She phoned, uh, spoke to someone on like a live chat and told them as well, don't come today. And yeah, they still came. So I was really, really angry. And then I did feel sorry for the bloke actually, because he did say like, look, you know, I didn't book it in. It wasn't booked into the, the system by me. They sat in the other. And I said, yeah, right, fair enough. He said, do you want me to come back Monday? And I was said, well, you know, you've woke my daughter up now anyway. You might as well come in and do it now. So, like, he came in. He did the the stuff and that anyway. And then I go to put my daughter to sleep this morning, right? Well, today, sort of 11 o'clock today. And my phone starts ringing, and it's British Gas. Um, Yeah, so you cancelled your last appointment. We're here. <laughs> right outside. I'm like, no, 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 you're not. You're not outside, so I leant out the window, no one there at all. So what, they ha- what they'd done, they hadn't cancelled my original appointment. They had just booked another one for the Monday. But then the stupid twats in, are so incompetent at British Gas that in, they didn't even turn up the second time at the right address. So they'd, <laughs> they'd phoned me saying I'm outside and I'm looking outside my house <laughs> there's no one there and I said okay can you tell me the address that you're outside of because he gave me my landlord's name he said oh it's booked under this name I said yeah that is my landlord's name can you tell me the, your address you're outside of and he said like Chiswick Close or whatever and I thought okay and I said where's that and he said Chiswick Close in Derby I was like no mate you, you're quite far away <laughs> I live in Birmingham <laughs> over 40 miles away i looked it up 41 miles away <laughs> so um yeah so basically i said no we've already had the gas check you're completely in the wrong place you know it's not my fault i booked uh sorted the appointment out have a good day and uh goodbye and uh yeah that was the end of it so british gas are absolute shit I saw your message on um, your message in it. Is this what your message was relating to in the group chat and you were like, I could tell you were angry when you sent that message. Is this what it was about over British gas? Yeah, that was the first part. I mean, when I sent uh, earlier in the week, I know I spoke to you guys a little bit about it and earlier in the week, it was just the first bit that they'd turned up on the day that, that I was really hoping that they wouldn't turn up on. But then, um, yeah, obviously the rest of it happened today. Um, but yeah, they just, it, it's so difficult. It, they were making it difficult. A really simple thing, just cancel the original appointment. Again, we're playing a notice and 
move the appointment forwards by three days. Really simple, simple thing, but they were making it really difficult because some people just don't know how to do their fucking jobs. <laughs> so have you have you written two separate letters to your MPs about the each individual instances <laughs> or have you covered them both in one go? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you joke, but I did think, I wonder what the complaints procedure is for British cats. <laughs> but then I decided I've just, I've got all too many other things to do. <laughs> it, so it pays, it pays to complain. I'm, I never complain about things, but my wife complains about everything. And I've seen over the years just the amount of free stuff that we've got and the amount of money that we've had and the amount of stuff when she just come As soon as she's not happy about something, she complains about it and we get loads of stuff. So you definitely- I know, but I, I don't want to... Like, when my mum complained about Seven Trent Water, they turned up to apologise. I don't want British cast turning up again, <laughs> waking just, my daughter up again. Just <laughs> all of them. Just all of them outside. <laughs> well, sorry. They'd be at the wrong address anyway, so it wouldn't matter. We like that scene in Anchorman where they, they, all the journalists get together and have a, have a big battle. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, um, that's my story. That's my British cast story. They're incompetent and they are shit. Nezzy. Well, I, I wrote this in because I thought I was going to have some really exciting news, but Basically, I went fishing today. Now, I fished for a long time. I fished for years and years, but I haven't been in probably nearly, you know, I haven't been since like last October, November. And what I tend to do is I fish for like one type of fish in the winter, which is pike, and then another type of fish in the summer, which is carp. And today I went carp fishing. And it was my first session in ages and ages. But I thought, oh, I'll be able to tell everyone about my fishing trip. But my fishing trip basically is just me going fishing and catching fuck all all day long. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just me sat next to a lake. So I don't really have anything interesting to say about fishing other than I caught absolutely nothing. I was hoping to have some tales of monsters that I'd caught, but no such thing happened. And I'd, I booked the, I booked the Monday off work a couple of weeks ago because I've, I've, the reason I've not been in ages is I just, I'm just finding it really hard to find time at the minute to, to get out and go fishing. But I thought, I'll book a day off work and then I'll definitely go. But then even yesterday, I was like, oh, I've got a full day off work because like, the kids are um, at Heather's mum's. So... I could just play on my Xbox all day long. And that's actually what I really wanted to do. And then even this morning when I woke up and a crack aspired to go fishing, I was like, oh, I could just stay in bed now. And I could just play computer games. But I kicked myself out. I thought, I need to get out. It's a nice day. So I did it, got all my stuff, went fishing, caught no fish. And that's my story. So <laughs> that's it. Hopefully someone's got a more interesting one than that. Well, I've just looked it up, and there are plenty of fishing simulator games that you could play. <laughs> there was that one yeah, of a Dreamcast with a rod that you could use. Yeah, I had that, and that was really, really good. Did you take your Switch really with you? Game, no, I didn't, because um, I try and, like, I've tried to stop taking like non-fishing like games, because I also have, like, I've got, like, a little handheld Sega thing as well that I used to take and play. Um, but I, I, I can get a bit lazy, so I would just sit there playing games all day because I do carp fishing as well. It's not as if like I even have to watch a float, so like my rods are in the water and like the line sits on an alarm. So when I get a bite, like an alarm goes off, which means I can just sit there and do completely 
things that aren't related to fishing, but that's what I was doing, so I've kind of stopped myself from doing it. So I don't take computer games or watch Netflix anymore now. I just fish hard and catch fuck all. <laughs> that's my fishing motto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a non-event. Dan! I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing an action film in the guise of Die Hard, but it's Nezzy and it's called Fish Hard. And it's all about him trying to go fishing and some terrorists attack the bait shop or something. <laughs> I would watch that. That, that would actually, yeah, that, that actually sounds fucking really good, actually. Might start writing that. <laughs> yeah, we need to write a script for Fish Hard. <laughs> Catch for Carl. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I've not been up to much, um, uh, but my monitor is really pissing me off. Um, you know how on like retro game emulation you can add horizontal scan lines to make it look more retro my monitor just does that it's just right now it's got what looks like scan lines going across it okay this is yeah i know now (laughs) you 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 love retro this is surely a bonus for you no no because i'm trying to play modern games on my pc not old games and i don't add scan lines when i'm on retro games anyway i think they look shit um so yeah i thought well that's all right i've got some cash prime day's coming sorted um yeah that's not happening now um i I was chatting with my mum yesterday and she persuaded me to buy a load of bits for my bike because my mental health's not been great over the past couple of weeks and i've been barely sleeping at all so getting back on my road bike in the sitting room seems like the best idea so yeah, surely I have looking bought... at a monitor with lines going through it is going to fuck up your mind a bit more. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, but uh, um, I, I, I'll wait till uh, Black Friday. <laughs> I've saved up enough for another one then. When is um when it when's Prime Day? Uh, the twenty first. Ooh, gee, oh, four days before pay, three days before payday. How annoying. Uh, yeah, I, I've bought. I've nearly bought in all the bits to make my bike road legal. Um, it's not, but when it's put together, um, I won't need the bits I haven't got yet from my sitting room, so that'll be fine. Don't need brakes when you're not going anywhere. And um, <laughs> road legal is this such sort a of thing as a road illegal bike? Yeah, it's got to have brakes on it. Oh, mm. is that and it? wheels? No. Wait, needs no. wheels as well. <laughs> You yeah. have to take like, the machine guns off it and stuff. You're supposed to have um, front and rear reflectors as well, but yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, this, and the tyres are supposed to be in good condition. You're spending money on. Is this yeah, your road it, bag? Yeah. yeah, I've stripped it all down to bare metal. I've taken all the components off. I've sprayed it up uh, black with a red fleck and a clear coat on top of it. Looks quite good. And uh, now I'm just waiting for. Basically, I've got the new cranks, the chain, the front and rear derailleurs, the sprocket, um, the stem, the adapter, so I can fit that stem on it, new handlebars, new brake levers and gear shifters combined. So, yeah, the only things I'm missing are two new tyres and uh, front and rear brakes, um, which I'll get next month. Me and Dan were just saying before, there's nothing more satisfying, is there, when, when you tinker with something and make it better using mm. your hands just with, with anything like bikes or DIY or whatever, you can just say, you know, I've made this and it's, it's, a, good, thing it's a good was, moment. The only chain I could get uh, for an 11 speed rear cassette 
was stupidly expensive. Um, so, so yeah, and it, it's gold. Uh, it's not actually made of gold. That would be a shit metal to make a chain out of. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was reduced from ninety quid to fifty something. So yeah, oh, God. I, I'm too impatient. I couldn't do something over like three months. I couldn't spend money this month for something that's going to pay off like in two months' time when I finish it. Like if I don't get immediate satisfaction from it. Well, as soon as all I'm the bits I've ordered it. arrive, I'll be able to put it on my trainer and ride it in my sitting room. Because I don't need yeah, brakes okay. with that. And I've got an old tyre that can go on the front. So that'll be fine. Yeah. Just saying as well, um, Cycling Simulator 2021 is only £27. Yeah, but I already paid for Zwift. There's a, new Tour de, there's a new Tour de France, isn't there? That comes out every year. That's a cycling game. I'm sure the new one is coming out soon yeah. as well. I'm sure I saw it on Xbox. I've got a feeling that both of those... Games are more about team management than being the rider. There's um, no I in bike, Dan. This is about <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, <laughs> you Dan. Said there's no I in bike. I mean, there's demonstrably an I in bike. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that sound clip for every podcast. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been vaccinated. Yay. Woo-hoo. Only my first one, but I've been vaccinated. Um, yeah, it was fine. Didn't really feel much, but I had a dead arm. Didn't get ill. Temperature was fine. I took some paracetamol straight after it, but leaning on my arm, like well, turning over in bed onto my arm, like jolted me awake. So it was three days of, of painful arm and that's it. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. I had to go all the way to Preston to do it, which was a pain in the ass. But and that's pretty much what happened with my first one. And the second one, I got less of a reaction. It's only like bruise, a light bruise for a couple of days. So. Moderna was the one I had, which I'd not actually yeah. heard of until um, they stuck it in my arm. That's the one with the clots. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the vaccine of death, as they call it in America. That's yeah, it. I I had my second one. Um, after my first one, I was really rough for about 24 hours, like shivers and sweats and everything. After my second one, I had the AstraZeneca Oxford one. After my second one, I didn't feel anything at all. I didn't even have a painful arm. Like I'm, I'm, there's part of me that is wondering if they even done it. Like maybe they just <laughs> missed my arm completely. <laughs> but yeah, felt nothing after the second one. Oh, well, touch wood. Hopefully I'll be like that again. So, uh, August, mid August, I've got to go back do it again um but yeah it was fine it was all good uh restaurant is um has unfortunately had to close um yeah it's it's been closed down and the reason for this is from this soundbite which i uh, took from a a show a couple of weeks ago unfortunately jay had to work this evening but he wants that everyone to know that he is going to give every listener a free pizza if you tweet him so tweet him for free pizza (laughs) So, yeah, we've had to close down now because uh, too many free pizzas. We're now bankrupt. <laughs> Thanks, John. No worries. I'm enjoying the free pizza that you sent me uh, <laughs> now, actually. So, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not all seriousness. It's going, yeah, it's going very well. Uh, I ran the weekend this weekend. Um, my manager, Jen, has been off sick. Shout out to Jen. She should be listening because uh, she's, she's listens to all our shows now. Uh, yeah, so get best get get well soon, Jen. 
Um, yeah, so she's been off. So I've um, ran the front of house this weekend. It's gone very well, um, except for one incident, which yeah, people involved in the incident know about it. I don't need to broadcast it. Anyway, uh, yeah, apart from that, it's all good. The customers are all happy. Food all went out. No mistakes. Great. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've felt like I've had a good week, personally. Have you learned any more cocktails to add to your... Was it three that you had in your repertoire? I uh, I made a um, uh, an ice latte. like <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice latte or an ice latte. An iced latte. Okay, yeah. What you were just being really full yourself. No, that ice latte. It was good. It was yeah. It looked really nice. It had a nice um, crema on it. There's no, no pangalactic gargle bang. Oh, I've got. I've forgotten what it was called now. Never mind. A pangalactic gargle wank, did you say? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Sounds uh, delicious. Gargle blaster, that's it. A pangalactic yeah, gargle okay. blaster. What the fuck is that? It's a cocktail. What's this main ingredient? Um, I can't remember because it's in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and I think it uses something that doesn't exist. It's jizz. <laughs> the jizz from douglas adams (laughs) okay right well it's time at long last for armor to finally get his questions answered it's ask dan ask dan a question he knows everything he will try asking dan so i'm going the radio and ask dan ask dan ask dan dan Time to ask Dan. Uh, so, the armor question is not in the in the notes. What is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's got it. It oh says armor's question. Twitter. It, it was in someone's D, it was in someone's DMs, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's mine. It's mine. Um, I slide into these DMs. <laughs> slide into my DMs. <laughs> So, Dan, your question that was sent on the 11th of May (laughs) is, um, Dear Dan, I have had issues with urban foxes coming into my garden and shitting on the lawn. It's the type of poo that smears, not a clean exit like cats or dogs do sometimes, so I am left with remnants of fox shit, which is not safe as I have two children. What can I do to sort out my fox shitting problem? Also, they like to shag and mate really bloody loudly in the middle of the night. Help. Yeah. Armour. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan will fix it. We used to sell this stuff at the garden centre I worked at, which was... Um, apparently they used lion shit and other stuff in the ingredients. And I can't remember what it was called, and I don't think it's uh, you're able to get it anymore, but it was this stinking stuff that you'd, you'd basically soak rags and leave in places where you didn't want anything to go because they're like, oh, shit, lion. Um, and, and so... Um, <laughs> How do yeah. you have a response to this? What, <laughs> what, what animal was it? Cats? It, what, the, the problem or... The what was problem. it for getting rid of? The, the problem's a fox. Fox um, poo. It's the worst smelling shit ever. My dog likes to roll in it every chance he gets. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. There are worse smells, though. Um, those being Birmingham City fans. 
to not get political um, here. There, there are lots of um, mammal repellents that you can get from garden centres which sort of work. Uh, scoot and get nice. offs, I think they're called. Uh, one person that used to come around, he, he basically ended up setting up a, a motion-detected sprinkler system, basically. So when they got close enough, they got squirted with water. That worked really well. But yeah, it depends on what you can really set up. I'd, I'd go for something like Scoot, or I really wish I could remember what the old stuff was called. But yeah, I don't think that's available anymore anyway. But I mean, uh, and as for cleaning it up, I don't know, jet wash. You should try to catch them with like cages, like a complex system of cages with like some bait. And then when it comes, you can catch a fox and you get like three foxes as well. I feel that's by far the best. <laughs> Steal their mints off them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the biscuits. <laughs> Job done. Okay, Almar, your question has finally been answered. How Dan has actually has a response to this question is, is amazing, but there you go. I just, just happened to work in a garden centre that sold products that did what he needs. Where have you not worked? I think this, I, I think this list is shorter than the, the place you have worked. Burger King. Burger King. Okay, so you've done McDonald's, you've done KFC. No, I, I, I did 24 hours at McDonald's once and uh, never went back. Well, that's a pretty long shift, to be fair. I'm not surprised. Well, it, was, it was an eight-hour shift, but I, okay. I, and that... then they threatened to sue me for the uniform. Wow. <laughs> Are you sure you definitely weren't there and you didn't just like get locked in? Oh, no, I, I sat down it's and watched the god-awful training videos. I did 10 months at McDonald's when I was 16. I know the plight. It's a horrible place to work. But making those custom burgers at lunch, oh, they were good. No, proper kitchens I'm finding, but but fast food kitchens, well, McDonald's, that kind of fast food kitchens, then no. Okay, the next question from Lord. It's, if you could teach everyone in the world one concept, what concept would have the biggest positive impact on humanity? Oh, yeah, there's quite a few things you could choose there um paying it forward would probably be a very good one yeah i agree does, yeah. That, does that apply to everything or just positive things positive things <laughs> ideally yeah yeah let's <laughs> pay it forward negatively yes <laughs> have a grenade <laughs> your dog shat on my lawn so i'm going to shit on yours <laughs> um yeah i mean i always try to not be a dick so perhaps perhaps if we can stop people if if everyone could just like not be a dick that would help a lot as well but i think paying stuff forward would actually do more yeah i Perhaps think it will Wom- yeah. Wombawank's follow-up answer actually was don't be a dick to that so great minds think alike okay okay nezzy your wife has a question she has a question and that question is as follows how important does a person have to be for it to be classed as assassinated and not or, and not murdered <laughs> that's a good okay. question uh, well you see the thing is i mean an assassination is obviously a type of murder uh, an assassination is normally is normally different from a normal murder because there's they have the the person arranging the assassination hopes to get something uh, like to make a political point or statement from it rather than just a murder which is still terrible, obviously, but it, it, murders aren't generally done because they want to politicise something, make a point. So it's less to do with how important the person is and more the motives of the person arranging or carrying out the assassination or murder. Okay. I find it a bit strange that my wife's asking questions about assassinations and murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it would just be murder. 
for you unless she was making a political point maybe to your kids i don't know but that'd be really weird <laughs> i would love i would absolutely admire that kind of dedication if she assassinated me in order to make a point to the kids then <laughs> also if she hired someone to kill nezzy then that would be an assassination wouldn't it would it not but hiring a hitman doesn't necessarily make it an assassination it's just a killing or murder Huh. Can you like accidentally assassinate someone? So like let's say that I went back. Well no, in time. because then because of the point about um killing for the point to you know, to bring up a point to make a political statement, that's that's what makes it an assassination. So if you accidentally what, what? kill someone, you can't you can't accidentally assassinate someone, you can accidentally kill someone. But what is if it, I went back like- in time? And accidentally, like, dropped something out of a window and killed Hitler, like, by accident. Yeah. Would it be in this? Would I have assassinated Hitler or would I have murdered no. him? <laughs> yeah, is, is it not? Is it not like a man's story? It probably wouldn't even assassinated. It probably wouldn't even be murder. It would probably be yeah. It would probably just be a tragic, at the time, tragic accident. Um, <laughs> what if? Obviously not. What if, I, what if I wanted to fight someone to make a political statement, but during that fight I accidentally <laughs> killed them? The political statement was still made, but it, well, I didn't intentionally kill them. What, what are we talking there? Well, that that would be manslaughter, possibly with right. things like actual body bodily harm thrown in and a few other things. Uh, it wouldn't be an assassination because you didn't intend I'm, to kill them. I'm going to call it a man assassination. <laughs> oh, good. Now my wife knows how and who she can murder. So thank you for that, Dan. <laughs> and that has been Ask Dan. Hey, chaps! Being a video game podcast, have you been playing any video games this week? Let's find out. And we're going to start off with me and Dan, I think, uh-huh. because we, uh, we've both been playing the same, well, almost the same games. I'll just talk very briefly about Mass Effect 1, because I finished Mass Effect 1, and yes, it's a great game. My only criticism about it was, um, label the fucking planets, please. <laughs> Why is that when you go into the galaxy map, is nothing labelled? You have to move your crosshair over it to find out what it is, and then you forget what it is, so you have to look again, and when you're trying to find this place where you're looking for, it, nothing's labelled. It, it's, it, oh. Anyway, that's my biggest criticism about Mass Effect 1. Other than that, it is fan-bloody-tastic. So I moved on to Mass Effect 2 straight after that, and it is a finer game it's just improved in so many levels not every level because it's not quite as deep as mass effect one in terms of rpg elements but it's just the mechanics the dialogue systems the shooting the movements um yeah the storytelling the storytelling yes it is absolutely yeah. are phenomenal the planets labeled are the, the planets, planets labeled? are labeled it's amazing wow yeah. It's amazing. So happy. And you get to be a little, a tiny little ship that sort of floats around the galaxy map. You can pilot it around and uh, mm. buy your probes in a, in a space station, buy your, your fuel. Your fuel. Fucking hell, I can't get the word out. Buy your fuel. Um, and then you can sort of venture forth into the larger universe. But you, know, you have to be wary that you've only got a certain amount of fuel. But then, yeah, you can sort of go around, explore planets and scan them and get resources and stuff. Do you Thanks find 
Do you find yeah, launching the probes? Do you find scanning and launching these probes as satisfying as I do? Yes and no. I mean, as a direct replacement for getting out in the Mako, it's terrible. I'd much rather be able to land on the planet and drive around and look at it and go, wow, look at that. That's awesome. Um, True. But of course, you can't do that. Well, yeah, you can if you get the, well, which you've got, which everyone's got now. The DLC allows you to do something similar, but but only on certain planets. So that's annoying. Um, it's just that one mission you get that um, funky. I think there's four. Vehicle. I think is it the Firewalker the, ones? Is that the one? The Firewalker yeah, one? Yeah. Right, I've yeah, done I think one of them so four far. four planets you can land on. That's a good vehicle. Yeah, they, that's good um, That's good mid-game DLC to, to play. Obviously, you've got to make sure you don't play the wrong DLC because you, know, you can screw up. If you're having a relationship with Liara and you go and do the Shadow Broker DLC straight away, then that automatically ends one of the things you're doing. And you don't get quite so good relationship points. Oh, okay. I was about to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll stop. I've done like the uh, early stages of it, like scanning the um, the terminals and things. Yeah, that's fine. You can do all that stuff. Just when you see her, don't say, let's go get the shadow broker because that basically cancels the mission you're on at the moment. No, no I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a, it's it's weird to have like such an improvement like next to it back to back. Um, you know, it, I I played that a while back, and the controls are still slightly different. But yeah, it's I mean, it's Mass Effect, isn't it? It's they're wonderful games. It's so good. I've I've gone full biotic, um, which is great. Except I can't use a, an assault rifle. I'm not allowed to ah. use them, which um, I love assault rifles. And I'm, I can use a submachine gun, which, you know, it's like 20 rounds and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and I can use a heavy pistol, but that's it. Like, you know, I get better biotics uh, powers and I can use them more frequently. But I do like an assault rifle, so I'm, I'm regretting being, um, God, what's the, what's the class? A biotic class? Um, I don't know. I've never played this. Commando. No, it, no, no, no. Is it Adept? Yeah, that's it. I think it's Adept. I, I should have gone... I think Vanguard. I think Vanguard is the hybrid of um, Soldier and uh, Biotic. I should have gone that. But anyway, apart from that, it's still good. It's still good. So I'm quite powerful. Yeah, I've, I've gone as... Yeah, did I go as an engineer or an infiltra infiltrator? I went as tech and guns. Pretty good. Uh, and the sniper rifles, sniper rifles have always been pretty good in the Mass Effect games, and pistols are generally pretty good as well. So it's a nice, nice guy, nice, nice to have. Yeah, yeah, the pistols, uh, yeah, they're, they're they're fine. What am I up to? I've, so I'm about twenty hours into Mass Effect Two. I've not been playing it as much as I would like because I've been working. Yeah. Um, but oh god, what's the home home world of the uh, the girl aliens who? Live to be a thousand. <laughs> you know, my mind's gone. My mind's gone blank. I'm, I'm drinking Southern Comfort. That probably has something to do with it. The, the Asari homeworld. Yeah, so I'm on there doing all those missions. So I've recruited the assassin who's dying. Oh yeah, um, uh, Samara as well. Drell, I think. The Drell. Uh, the Fane. Drell. Yeah, Fane. That's the one. Fane and yeah. Samara, and yeah. So that's where I'm up to. Cool. Um, you're on to number three, though, aren't you? Nah, finished it. Oh, okay. 
So how was um, num- number three compared to number one and two? I just felt more slick, you know. It just, yeah, it, it everything just everything looks a bit better. Again, it's just yeah, it's just it's more of the same and just better. Basically, it's those those are odd little things. You're not, not entirely sure why it's better. You can't really explain too much as to why something feels better. It just it's just better. You know, it yeah. feels slicker. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, the hotkeys work much easier to use. Um, uh, hotkeys in two were fine. Couldn't get them to work in the first one for some reason. Um, oh, really? I used the controller. I bought myself uh, uh, an Xbox, the, the new generation of Xbox controller. Oh, yeah. So I'm using that on my yeah. PC. And yeah, it's, it's great. It's fine. I've just been using keyboard and mouse because I, I like keyboard and mouse. But, well, shooty games, you know. Uh, <laughs> fair enough fair enough i think there's, there's certain games i have to use a controller for yeah like first yeah. person shooters yes you can use keyboard and mouse and it's much more precise um, yeah. but i think third person i don't know i just prefer controller yeah depending on the type of game i'll i'll either use keyboard and mouse or controller it, it's it's weird i some games i'm like i'll oh, definitely using a controller for that and my mates are like you're nuts keyboard and mouse and i'm like no it's got driving bits in it you need to use a controller is there anything in Mass um, Effect 3 that you either didn't remember or it's like new and you've never played before? Because I yeah, remember when um, I played it, there was there was a couple of uh, DLCs that I never got around to using, uh, yeah, which I'm the, really looking forward to. There's, um, yeah, there, there's uh, a fair few, um, I've lost the page, uh, a fair few characters that you meet as part of DLC in Mass Effect 3, um, which I... I really enjoy it. I'd never, yeah, obviously never met them before. So, um, who were they? Um, God, I can't remember who it was. Um, oh yeah, you've got the arms master, James Vega. He's a big buff guy. Um, there's, um, uh, um, that's in Mass uh, In fact, in Mass Effect 2, I didn't play, um, most of the DLC. I missed out on that as well. So I, I never met, uh, Kasumi in the pre when i played it before and um which obviously affects the next game doesn't it so yeah yeah, yeah. i no, love, I love um, DLC, was she? i love bumping into these random characters from mass effect one in mass effect two i forgot how often that happens and you'll just come across like someone you've spared or someone you know you've you've kind of like forced them to change their life or or whatever and they yeah. come and they they thank you and you're like remember me you, you did this for me or you you you, know, you told me to sort my life out because I was a bitch or whatever and yeah, uh, yeah. It's good little moments good little moments yeah like the, the fan in the first one um, yeah you meet him what did you do to series. him um, I told him to, well I don't I don't know I don't want to. Sp- is it spoilers now? Well, but it, because there's so uh, many different ways you can do it, it's not technically a spoiler. I guess so. Uh, he, well, he, um, uh, I, uh, he, I met him in two, and he was uh, in full N7 armor, uh, yeah. pretending, pretending to be, uh, yeah, Spectre. And um, I got the information and led him on a little bit and then showed him what the actual work was. And then in the third one, he ends up helping uh, build the massive device um, that I can't remember the name of. Um, 
Well, that's a bit of a spoiler because I'm not up to date yet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you just, you just, you just, said, you just said it didn't matter about spoilers, and then he said, <laughs> "Yes, but when it affects me." Mass Effect Two is way better on uh, voices, voice actors that you recognise from sci-fi stuff. Uh, there's so many in Mass Effect Two, and quite a lot in Mass Effect in the first Mass Effect. Mass Effect Three, lots of other voices that aren't anyone I've ever heard of before. Edie um, is the uh, the Cylon, isn't isn't yeah. it, isn't she uh, from Battlestar Galactica? Uh, yeah, num- and I forget the- which number numbers eight six. I can't remember the numbers. The it's been Foxy a while one. since I watched it. Yeah, the Foxy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the guy who plays the XO in Battlestar, uh, who loses his eye. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He's a uh, he's um. Oh, oh God, what's he's one? Is he C-Sec? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a C-Sec sergeant or something. Yeah, I recognise his voice. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 loving it. Uh, quick bit of Mass Effect Three. It's more of the same. I'm going to start again though because somewhere in all three, I didn't get quite enough points for Shepard to survive. So uh, I'm gonna. I wanted to do another playthrough anyway. I'm going to try something different. I might try Biotic because I haven't tried Biotic at all. So it might be nice to try something. Yeah, go adept. I've done Soldier and. I think I've done engineer. So yeah, I I think I'm going to try adept for the next playthrough and I'm going to be a renegade. Yeah, I always I always try and do like to try and be the bad guy or I try and I'll start off as being the bad guy, but then my my like natural story arc will be to be, you know, to, to become more um sort of nicer and understanding towards people like the the hard exterior is melting away to to, to shows my sort of soft interior or whatever so i never get i never come i never finish a game in renegade i always start it like being this hard ass and then i sort of soften as i go yeah i mean that i, I i'm the same normally but i'm gonna do my best do my best to be a bastard but yeah so that is uh the mass effect legendary edition uh it is fantastic of what i've played it i've only played i played all of one and half of two or probably about a third of two and yeah dan has finished the whole thing were you satisfied with the ending because it was the the director's cut ending yeah um yeah it was nice you know a little bit extra um yeah I, i didn't have a huge problem with the original ending so yeah i i'm not i'm not gonna yeah, don't spoil it, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to stir that that nest. Um, no, yeah, don't uh, stir that nest. Jesus. But but yeah, it's good. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I said there wasn't really anything that I I'd, I'd want to see done differently, um, apart from that one bit of DLC, which apparently fans are working on. So um, oh, we shall intriguing. have it all, hopefully, at some point, all hopefully um, contained in one. One nice little launcher. Is there anything that you guys? Is there anything that you guys have found shit going back to a game which is well, even the first two were over ten years old, and the third one like fourteen years old, and then ten years old, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And then is there anything that like has been done a lot better since that going back to the old way of doing it that you found? 
just about to say because I uh, it makes me appreciate the the gameplay of Andromeda, which was 2017, um, because the, the actual gameplay uh, moving around um, is much better in Andromeda because you've got like a like a rocket pack and you can boost up to things and the yeah. the, the environments are, are more three dimensional rather than <laughs> in Mass Effect it's very kind of linear. Um, it's it's a lot more open in Andromeda, sort of. I think they've improved well, it in that way. The story, obviously, I think, is better in the Mass Effect trilogy rather than Andromeda. But um, and there's yeah, there's so many much, there's so much better things in the trilogy than Andromeda. But I, I appreciate the the movement and the combat a bit bit more in Andromeda. Yeah, as you're saying, Andromeda definitely makes you feel like it's more open, even if there's not much openness to the maps or anything it 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 it's very less corridor based than than the first the first two it's weird the best citadel is the mass effect citadel the first citadel yeah i agree yeah. i don't i don't like the the second one's probably the worst and and the third one's not much better than the second one um i'd like to see more of the citadel did you play the citadel dlc i did indeed I think that's the thing I didn't play. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Citadel DLC is pretty cool. Um, there's some nice fun bits in there. Cool, I look forward to that. So that is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition that uh, me and Dan have both been playing and thoroughly, thoroughly, because Jesus, too much Southern Comfort, uh, enjoying a lot. <laughs> yes, let's move on to Nezzy. Okay, so I have been playing a new game this week and that game is chivalry 2 so chivalry mm. 2 came out last week at some point and oh another thing that i've been doing that i should have mentioned on the story time that i've started doing which is actually loads of fun is i've started doing like the microsoft rewards like seeking out the microsoft rewards points so I don't know yeah. if you guys are aware of these, but you can get... Yeah, you, John, because you do it, don't you? Um, mm-hmm. But basically, they make different ways that you can get points. And with those points, you can do all sorts of things. But one of the things that you can do is you can buy um, like gift cards for, um, for Xbox. So, And you get things for... You get points for doing things like using Microsoft bing search which is just terrible <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also for like on if you like log into your browser you can do like little quizzes or you can just um that you go on each day and then there'll be like four or five things that you can do that give you a certain amount of points there'll be things like quizzes or just reading clicking onto a page or doing a poll um you can also get points on the xbox for like playing certain game pass games for getting certain achievements for buying certain things. So I'd been acquiring these points anyway. Um, so I had a few in the bank, but for the past like three, four weeks, I've like every day I've just been doing everything that I can to get as many points as possible. It's kind of been like when he used to do my dailies on Red Dead Redemption, but just like real life, so my dailies are just getting Microsoft reward points. So I've really been enjoying that. But I've, I've so with all those points that I got, um, I spent them on this game, Shiv- Chivalry two so um it is a multiplayer hack and slash uh, game um by torn banner studios so it's a sequel to a game called chivalry as you might expect which came out in 2012 
Um, I believe Chivalry was only on the PC. Um, so yeah, so this is a multiplayer only game, and I guess think knights, think wars, think Game of Thrones type battles, Lord of the Rings type battles, but with no crazy creatures and just humans and um you just get in a battlefield and just basically try and kill each other <laughs> so um there's eight maps in all in the game um and there's three game modes so far um so free for all it's like a team death match and then there's an objectives as well um so on the xbox Series X version, at least, um, you can have games with like up to 64 players, um, so it's like 30 odd on each team. Um, and like the team death match is basically you have two teams on each side of a battlefield, um, the battle starts, and you all just leg it into the middle and just try and hack away and murder each other. Um, and then there's objective modes as well where. Um, and the objective moves are quite good, so um, they're like maps where there's like different advance points, a bit a bit similar to like Battlefield. If you're familiar with like Battlefield, how you have to like move up the map and then like take different points. Um, so like one team's objective is to kind of move up the map and take the different points. So it might be like um, breaking into a castle, well, getting into a castle and then killing a king in the throne room. So you'll have to like do it like in stages where you have to like first of all um, fight a battle outside the gates, and then you have to take the gates and climb over the wall, and then you might have to go um, to the throne room and then eventually kill the king. Um, so like those are like the objective based ones. Um, there are um, three, four different types of players that you can be. So, and they each have different weapons. So you can have an archer, um, you can have a vanguard, um, which is like big tanky guy person that has like big axes and big hammers. Um, so obviously they're a bit slow. You have a footman who uses is it halberd, those long pokey things. Um, and then you have a knight that uses a sword. Um, and obviously each individual one has like its own uh, benefits and drawbacks um and yeah so like the, the fighting is it can be either first person or third person um the fighting is it's, it's really good actually it's one of those games where you can go in and play it and just mash a load of buttons and you might do all right like you'll still have a good time but also like there's a lot of depth to master to become really good at it so there's like three types of hits that you can do. So there's like a standard slash, there's a stab, and then like an overhead strike. Um, where you can do all and and you can do a block as well. Um, and you can you can do all of these things in different directions, except from the overhead, which just goes down. Um, but yeah, so like obviously you can just go there and just press slash stab and just like poke people and cut their arms off and stuff. But like where this game is really fun is when you start like getting quite good at it. So you can do so the mechanic kind of works that 
Um, you can use blocks, and if you block your time just right, and if you block in the direction that they're swinging, um, you can do like a repost. And then with rep when you have a repost, it means that you automatically block other hits that come in against you, which is quite useful when there's three people attacking you. Um, and then you get like a free hit back as you repost against people. And um, so, so like, yeah, so that these are like the in intricacies of the game that can make, you know, sometimes you'll match up against someone on a battlefield and like it will just be you two. And then that fight can like maybe last, you know, only like 10, 15 seconds or so. But that's quite a long time when you're just kind of like going backwards and forwards. Um, and it has, it, it does like a, it does have like a smart battling system in which one person has, I can't remember what the word is for it, but it's kind of like the upper hand. So like if they have the upper hand, they're more likely to hit you. And then you as the person who doesn't have the upper hand, the initiative, I think it's called the initiative. One person has the initiative and you, and the other person doesn't, and you get the initiative back by like being in the right position or by like blocking. So once you start introducing that, the slightly more complex system, like the fights can become like quite, quite intricate and like quite fun. Um, but also, this game is ridiculously violent. Like you can chop people, it's you can chop people's heads off. Like if you're hacking at someone and you hack at their arm, like the harm will eventually fall off. And like you can see, like players they'll keep fighting with just one arm until they get killed. It's just a ridiculously violent game. Um, and you do get like so, like the the, the kind of objectives are like. I guess ticket based, so like a team deathmatch, it'll be each team has like 50 lives. So you're just trying to get, um, you know, the other team's lives down until they have nothing left. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've, I've only played this so far about two hours or so. And it was because I, I was reading reviews of it and stuff. And it's just one of those games. I, I, I do this thing where like, some slightly stranger games that I've not really kind of played before that like, really appeal to me. So I was looking at this, um, I was looking at reviews of this, and like everyone, every, every review that I'd read was just was just saying this game is just fun. It's just loads of fun, and like that's like the best way of explaining it. Like it's just, it was just fun. Like every game that I had, like as soon as you die, you just want to get back out there. Um, and then as soon as the game's finished, you just want another game. Like, I think, like, first-person per melee is a thing which I don't think very many people enjoy. Like, you have it, like, in games like Skyrim and thing, and it does feel a bit weird. And it's not like the, you know, it's not, not very many games have been based on, like, first-person melee combat. But this game just does it in a really, really fun way. Um... And I think that I don't know what else I've got to say about it really. Like I said, I've only played a couple of hours, so my plan is to play some more, experience more of like the different objectives, um, and then get a bit of a more experience more like the leveling up system because obviously as you play with the different um, as you play with the different um, classes, you get um, you level up and then you can buy different weapons that have different um, different abilities and different well not different abilities but like different pros and cons um and then you also get money we can buy like different armor and different gear and stuff so yeah i'm going to carry on playing it um as soon as i finish this podcast and i've walked the dog and 
next time I'll speak a little bit more about like the the game and the objectives and stuff and like the progressing in the game. But yeah, so far, it, this this session I had on it was just loads and loads and loads of fun, um, and I'm looking forward to playing some more of this game. And that's me. And Chivalry too. Have any of you guys played either any of the old ones? And I think there's been a couple of other similar games back on the days in the PCs. I can't remember the name, but I think one of the one of the famous ones was like a um someone had modded um oh no, what's it called? Orange box games from Valve. What are they called? Yeah. I think someone had modded um Half Life in some way and turned it into a medieval um like a medieval fighter like this. And then that game became really popular. Then from that came Chivalry. And then now, yeah. a few years down the line, we have Chivalry too. Yeah, I played the first one um, ages back. Did you find it? Yeah, it was fun. It's one of those games you've got to, you've got to get good at, um, <laughs> especially if you're playing against a load of randoms who play all the time. Then, then it can be very annoying and hard to progress but, but yeah i played a fair bit with a friend of mine rory who's actually now playing the second one so i'll probably Ooh. have to pick it yeah. up at some point oh no now he's, he's playing a... crusader kings it's got oh, so he likes his nights it's got um it's got cross play on it obviously um mm. it's cross play with playstation pc and everyone um i think i'd turn that off immediately because i think there is a, dif- a difference in the um the pc players because yeah, like because there are intricacies in the way that you play in a mouse can make things a little bit easier because you can be quicker and you can be a little bit more precise and like when i say like those well matched battles it ends up being like the the best matched you are like the tiny little intricacies in speed and positioning like make the difference so I just turned PC players, they can fuck off. I'll just play with us simple <laughs> Xbox people that have not played this game before. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Chivalry 2. Can be a disadvantage, can't it? Just when you're playing with people with a, like a mouse and keyboard or whatever. Mm. Like controllers, they're um, generally, I think I, I love controllers. They're just easy to use and stuff. But a mouse and keyboard is more precise. So it's. it's it's an advantage, isn't it? It's a huge advantage, especially when you get good yeah. at it. It's a lot harder to get good at using a controller for anything than using your mouse and keyboard. So, yeah, I think cross-play, yeah. it does have its drawbacks in that respect. I think its only advantage is to be able to play with people that you already know that are on different platforms. Other than that, I don't really see the point in in it really yeah. and w- one of the things that's not working on this game at the minute which i think they're working on fixing on the moment is cross party parties so you can't actually at the moment like getting a part with your mate that's on pc or playstation then start games which to me is the only reason why you'd want to have cross play but apparently they are fixing it and it's going to be one of the fixes that, one of the first fixes that they do because it's supposed to work okay chivalry 2 john um, so, uh, I'm still loving my old school games and still playing lots and lots of OG RPG and the amount of updates these guys like smash out on this is just phenomenal. Like they work harder than 
than most I feel that most people do on games like they must be working on it all the time so they've put these like game wars into the game now which are a lot of fun where if a game war starts it throws everyone into the same area so that they can all just fight each other and it is literally just a fight to the death so um, different players within the game um, are introduced in gradually until everyone can just fight everyone else and there's going to be another one of those game wars in the game soon and they're going to announce the exact date um, at some point and then you can also i think they're adding a feature that you can buy if you wanted to use it because obviously this game is like completely free but you can um, buy this thing that lets you trigger a game war yourself like a game war initiator but you can't buy say like 50 of them and have like 50 game wars back to back and keep throwing all the rest of the players <laughs> into the same area to fight each other you um there's there's a limit for one per person but the big news the really big news is that the joysticks and kill gang is no longer the lowest rated gang in the game <laughs> so it is now the fourth um, it's in fourth position now, so fourth ranking position. There's one gang beneath beneath the joysticks and kill gang, and there's three gangs ahead. Um, but I'm just just still loving this game. Sometimes I go on there, um, and a bit like the Microsoft Reward Dailies, each day I'll just go on and do a few things that you can only do once a day. Um, sort of the, the giveaway where you, you just choose a random box and it'll give you something for your character or things like that. I go on and like do do a few races. But then there are other times where I do sit there for sort of 45 minutes to an hour and just go through the different things and find different people to beat up and just build on my character. Some other updates they're adding, they're, they're doing an update to the way the factories work. So you can do like raids on other players' factories and things like that, which I, I do quite often but they're, they're building in lots more things with the production and things with that because you you can produce drugs when you are not um even playing the game so you set up a drug factory and then that keeps just producing those um drugs um even if you're not on so then when you go back on the game there'll be sort of however many there depending on how upgraded your factory is and all the rest of it and then you sell those or you can smuggle them into another city and try not to get caught and sell those. And yeah, the whole game really is just about building your character. And like I said on the previous show, OG RPG and games similar to this, I've played for pretty much uh, most of my life, to be honest, um, because I started when I was about 12, 13. And on and off um, throughout the years, I've played these these types of games but ne- never one with people that are as good as the people that are on um here i had um a player called not bill join as well who told me that he joined because he listened to the podcast and so he joined the gang sumu's in there as well and it's been really nice to hear so um to see that so many different people have signed up using my referral code for the joysticks and chill loot box um because it gives me a little notification every time someone does. And it's been really good to see so many people go in and support a game. It genuinely is just like a real labor of love from the, the guy that set it up. 
um, they're going to introduce new items and new crimes as well soon. And they're going to do a few tweaks to the, the racing system a little bit. And, um, yeah, the new weapons are coming as well, which I need to try and jump in on because I'm trying to build my character to be an absolute badass. And um, uh, this time around, I've actually bothered with the cars as well. There isn't a Vauxhall Corsa in the game, unfortunately. Otherwise, <laughs> I probably would have chosen one. Probably wouldn't have got very far, but I would have chosen one because, yeah, I, I would. you don't see them in many racing games. Like, I did, at one point, I did try and find out if that you could drive one in um, a console-based racing game. And I found that you could in Forza, but you couldn't in Gran Turismo or um, quite a few of the other games. I think it was mostly just Forza. But yeah, um, OG RPG, I'm still loving it. I love the old school style of it. Yeah, just really, really enjoying it. And I mean, as I'm sort of saying this, I've got it open now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just brilliant. Can you play it on your mobile? Is it can you play on your your uh, your browser on the mobile? Can you play on the Yeah, go? so I do um because there you there isn't an app, but then you wouldn't really need an app because you just go into your browser, type in OGRPG on there and just save it as a link to your main screen and it works perfectly fine. I'm mobile. I've never had any issues at all with it. Um, and yeah, I play it on my mobile, I play it on my PC. And it's just, well, I want to support Mac, who's created this as much as possible, um, just because he's a really nice guy. And the, the people that work on the game as well, they are, they're just, they're tireless with it. Like they just they keep going. And I speak to quite a few of the people that play on there. And yeah, they're like I said said before. They're all really good people. You don't meet anyone toxic who's going to tell you that your mum is a slag or whatever. It's just you know really good, nice people having a laugh, playing as the characters, enjoying themselves. And there are rivalries. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not the type of game where you're going to come on there and it's a sort of love each other style feeling to it, but. Yeah, it's just friendly rivalries and it's just a yeah, really good a good time and it's a bit of a palate cleanser at times because I, I play a hell of a lot of games. Even if I only talk about one or two a week, I tend to pretty much jump between eight, nine, ten games in a week. Um and this is just a nice one to sort of it's not action heavy, it's not something you have to really really concentrate on it's just a nice relaxed sort of vibe to it so yeah og rpg it's still loving it cool i need to sign up i've uh, i was i started signing up when you first talked about it but uh, i didn't want to sign up during the podcast because i didn't want to like affect the recording in any way or something so i'll, I'll get on to that <laughs> um, awesome Brilliant. Is um is is drive sticks and kill no longer last because something positive has happened to make the gang better, or just as a shitter gang come into it? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, it's just that I've earned enough ranking points, and not Bill joined the gang and earned some ranking points, and Sumu earned some as well. So most things you do in the game will 
allow you um, will give you ranking points, which then the combined amount of ranking points for that gang then pushes it up to the next rank overall. So the gangs above all all um, have more points combined for their players, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just I just really like really like the game. I just think it's brilliant. Awesome, Dan. Back to you. Yeah, um, SnowRunner. Uh, yeah. been, it, it's on Game Pass, <laughs> so I thought I'll give it a go. It's much better than MudRunner. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's. A, I mean, Nezzy's spoken a lot about about it in the past. It's yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool game. The the maps are quite large, and there's a hell of a lot more of them than there were in in MudRunner. And uh, yeah, I'm just enjoying exploring, finding cars, and I'm heading off to the second uh, map in the first area now because I've got missions out there to do. Um, I've spent far too much time doing up my um, uh, the the first four by four you start with. That's now got massive mud tires and raised suspension. I look like a redneck. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> just just need a rifle rack on the back. Funny enough, I've played I've played some of this game this week. I've not played it in a while, but when I played it originally, I must have done thirty hours or so on it, and I've basically just got off the first part of. So, like each each area is split into four maps, yeah. and I just got off like the first part of the first area into the second area after like thirty hours or so, and then this week I've just been using the little my my little four by four, the little explorer one, to go get all of the towers on the yeah. um, on the second map and get all the upgrades and stuff. And I've spent a couple of hours on it. Even my son was sat next to me, like telling me where to go and stuff. And we had loads of fun. He was like, <laughs> telling me, like telling me how to use my winch. Going, get, stick your, attach your winch to that tree over there and pull it. And we had loads of fun. So it's still, it's still, it's still a fun game. Yeah, I've, I've had a great time. It's, it's one of those games you can pop something on your screen next to you, or your second screen or whatever, and have that on. You don't have to. You know, you're not constantly bombarded by stuff happening. You you can just chill out and drive around and watch something at the same time. So, so yeah, I've been been doing that, and it's been thoroughly relaxing. It's a really good game. Do you play it on the PC? Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does have multiplayer on there. Oh, it's on Game Pass now, isn't it? Yeah. It does. It does have multiplayer. So, but I don't know if it's cross-platform. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. I also played a spot of um, Sea of Thieves um, last weekend um, with um, with Sally H and Heather. Uh, three of us tried to. Um, we, we we it didn't go well. We got attacked by <laughs> pirates. <laughs> they sank our ship, and then we stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, um, Mud Runner. If you've got Game Pass for PC, I urge you to check it out. It, it is really good. There's something very relaxing about just driving around, trying to find, you know, ways to get to places that aren't so deep that your truck sinks. Um, yeah, it looks really good. Um, 
there's not really much to say about it other than it's a really chilled out game well worth taking a look at cool it's on game pass xbox as well so xbox yeah. people give it a go i think it had a go i quite liked mud runner even though i didn't play much of it but uh like the depth of it was good and the mud physics nezzy oh those mud physics Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John. Oh, yes. Over to you. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Gears of War 5. So it wasn't that long ago that I completed Gears of War 4. And I'm right near the end of Gears of War 5. And as it should be, I think Gears of War 5 is better than Gears of War 4. Uh, I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. I'm only playing the story. That that's all I've played. I haven't like touched any of the multiplayer or the horde mode or anything like that. Um, but because I had a PlayStation for so long and couldn't play uh, Gears of War four or five, as soon as I got the Series S, I knew that I, I'm, those were two that that I really wanted to jump into. So yeah, I, I really like it. The characters are good. The storyline's better in this one. I mean, there's a really overly long section where you're on this sort of it's called a skiff but it's sort of like a snowmobile if it wasn't motorized with like a large parachute on the back of it and a snowboard attached to the parachute and you jump on and you can go through the like desert um, and then there's like a snow section earlier on and it's they made gears of war 5 sort of more Oh, there's, there's like larger open world style sections where you can go to and do secondary missions and go to them in different orders. And that was really weird uh, in the beginning for, for Gears of War. Um, I'm just used to very much so like running from one section, jumping into cover. There's going to be a firefight here because there's plenty of cover and some weapons around. Go to the next section, go to the next one, maybe have a fight on a train, maybe have a, a sort of turret section. But this this opened up and yeah i really enjoyed it i liked how the story followed on from gears of war 4 as well it, it, i think i would have been slightly lost if i had to just jump straight into gears of war 5 because i wouldn't have known what was happening with kate's mother in the game and yeah the the, the that little like robot jack that they give you is cool and the abilities that they give you in five's core like you can turn invisible and you can have a shield pop up in front of you or scan for enemies, get the robot to go and pick up guns so you don't have to leave cover. Really enjoying it. And I still think as well that in the this is one of the most satisfying um, games in terms of getting a headshot because when you hit the enemies and their head just pops and there's a really satisfying noise and you just see it explode on their shoulders. It's just such a good feeling. <laughs> like, I know that makes me sound really violent, <laughs> but it is just yeah. a really satisfying feeling to just grab a, it doesn't even matter what weapon, long shot, bolt up pistol, whatever, just grab one and take their head clean off. And I, yeah, I use, I use the pistols a lot in this game because of that headshot thing. And I mentioned that I love using pistols and in this game you can get those headshots with the pistols and the head explodes and just makes that lovely little sound and it is very fun and very satisfying i enjoyed that on this 
Oh, it's great. Yeah, I use the pistols a lot as well for, for the same reason. And I'm enjoying the story. I'm, I'm really liking it. And the humour between the characters is good. And the I think the writing's better in Gears 5 than it is Gears 4. In Gears 4, it was a little bit cliche in places and a little bit too obvious where the story was going to go. But 5's good. And I'm just excited to... I'm in two minds. I'm excited to finish it because I want to see how it ends, but I also don't want to finish it because I'm enjoying it so much. So we'll just see what happens. But yeah, I reckon before the next show, I should have it finished. Did you do the Did you do the side missiony stuff like the ones that weren't part of the main story? Yeah. Um, I, I to be honest, at times it I deliberately did the first few, and then when I got to the desert area there was um there's a side mission that involves you going and fixing water treatment plants for um those people and i cleared out two of them and the third one was quite far away so i just couldn't be bothered to do it so i was going to leave it but then the main mission took me directly past it so i did jump off and go in and clear it out and do those um because you get um you get like the special upgrade, the one that you can't buy with the upgrade points for um, one of your abilities. So, yeah, really, really loving Gears of War 5. Cannot wait to, to see how it ends. There's, there was like um, an extension thing they released for it called Hive Busters, which I believe it's, it's like a small campaign. I've not done it, but yeah so there is when you finish that thing there is more gears of war 5 that you can do it might be an idea to do it co-op as well because they're always fun and co-op like on a hard difficulty settings so if you're up for that yeah if you haven't played it then yeah let's do it i saw that the hive buster stuff were there because when you download the game it it asks you what you want to prioritize to download first because it's quite a, a big download the game overall but yeah I'm, I'm well up for playing some of that um yeah, it's it's um yeah i'm gonna try a few of the other game modes and stuff as well because it's it's just so much fun there's it's not to be taken too seriously gears of war it's just pure silly fun like it's still a great feeling running at them with a chainsaw and just chainsawing them to bits or yeah it's it's, it's just great cool gears of war five <coughs> excuse me uh nezzy back to you um I mentioned one really quickly because I spoke about it a couple of times. I'm still playing Resident Evil 7. I'm still surviving in the game. I'm still in. I'm st- I, I, I like playing it. I like the fact that I'm getting through it. I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it, although I like playing it, if that makes sense. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think I'm like maybe two thirds of the way through or so now. I think, where am I up to? I think the boathouse. Yeah, I'm about two thirds. I'm about two thirds of the way through, and I want to carry on playing it until I complete it. So that's Resident Evil Seven. I I don't find horror games fun, so I'm not having fun. But I I'm happy that I'm playing it. I will continue to play it. That's the best way I can describe my experience of Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> and then I'll probably wait four years before I'm up for playing another tense game, and then play Resident Evil Eight, which is the reason I played this one. So um, yeah. That's How far into seven. seven would I be if I was at the bit where I was in the mansion? I can see that shotgun that you can't get to, and the guy's kind of walking around the corridor trying to find you. Uh, the, 
the first 15 minutes or so. <laughs> no, no, it's more than that. A couple of, or probably well, two or three hours in, maybe. Is, is, yeah, well, yeah, it's the very, it's the first part. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, within, yeah. yeah. it's within the first hour or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's where I got to. Yeah, but I kind of do like an hour at a time. I do like an hour at lunchtime, so I do like an hour at times. So it's not too much. I couldn't. I could. So who can sit there and play these games for like four or five hours, or do it in all one go? I have absolutely no idea. And I've done. I've done like maybe seven and a half eight hours on it so far so i think i'm playing it a little bit slow because i'm sure that like, the total time on how long to beat is like nine hours or so so i don't think i'm very fast but that's probably because i'm a bit of a shitbag when it comes to playing games for some reason yes but that's me resident <laughs> evil 7 they're too scary um, like, they're, they're terrifying i tried resident evil 7 and i kept getting to the same part right near the very beginning like jay you got further than i did i kept getting to the bit where like the he finds his girlfriend and this is literally like right near the beginning he finds his girlfriend and then she turns all like evil and you know gets all angry and then stabs you in the hand and i just turn it off at the same point <laughs> um I, I tried it i thought it was because i kept trying it in playstation vr that that's why i was just shitting my pants so much but yeah i took the vr off and tried it i got to the same point i just i can't do it I cannot do it. I just need to. I went. Uh, in fact, I, after doing, after playing it, I went back and played Resident Evil Six because it was like <laughs> way more tame. The thing with it is that you don't realise <clears throat> what is a game mechanic and what is just you know survival or what. Because normally on a game, like things happen, cutscenes happen, uh, scripted events will happen that push the story forward. In this, you're not entirely sure if it's just pushing the story forward or you've just been killed by a random event or whatever, which makes it scarier because you don't you don't really know what the mechanic is yet. So you, you're just sort of wandering around and stuff keeps happening that you don't expect. And yeah, it is a scary game. I was enjoying it yeah. though. I've, I've, I only stopped because it was on... Uh, I was playing it just before I got my uh, PC. So I'll have to, I'll have to play it again. That's the thing, like, what you say is, like, you don't know what is part of the game. Yeah, I think because I'm not too used to the, these types of games, I think the reason why I did use a guide is because I'm not sure of, like, what mechanics to expect or what, like, paths to follow because I don't really have that much experience with, like, survival horrors. And I just kind of felt I was just bumbling around this house with just no idea where to go. So that's why I ended up using a guide. And I use it. I use a guide every now and again. I don't use it all the time. But um, if I go to a new area, I'll just go at it. And then if I get stuck, then I'll use a guide. But I find once you're in an area or at a point, and once you look at a guide, it's very impossible in that same area then to, like, revert to not using a guide. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I'll mention, I'll do my last game, which is a VR game, which is not scary at all. It is the total opposite. It is probably the funniest game I have ever played in my entire life. Um, it is called Prover Saves the Universe. Um, so I am playing this game on the Oculus Quest. However, it is available on a non-VR version too. So you can get it on the PSVR, and I believe it came out in 2019 on the PSVR. 
Um, and then it is also available like on Windows PC. Um, I think just on the PlayStation as a normal game, or maybe not, but it's available in other, other places as a non VR game. But it's just come out um, on the Oculus Quest 2. So this game is made by Squanch Games, which is a studio started by Justin Roiland. So you may recognize Justin Roiland's name. He's the co-creator of Rick and Morty and also oh. does the voice of Rick and Morty. Um, okay. So this, is, so this is basically a Rick and Morty game without Rick and Morty in it. Like, it's just as crazy it's it's set in space has aliens has time travel it's a really crazy game and it's really really rude and really really it's just it's just absolute crazy but it is the writing on it is so funny it's as funny as one of the best rick and morty episodes um like there's just loads of times where I've just found myself just like listening to dialogue, and just even forgetting that I'm just playing a game and just listening to these um, to the to the dialogues of the different characters, and there's there is loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of dialogue, just loads of it, and like in the same way that I think Rick and Morty is like. It's that really fast pace, you know. There's always people like shouting at you. There's always stuff going on, like crazy voices going on, crazy people giving you information and shouting at you. This game is just the same. You have all these crazy characters that are like um, analyzing what you do and just taking the piss out of you and stuff. And um, it's just so funny. So like the way, so the way it works. Right, first, it's a pretty simple kind of storyline. So the storyline is there's an alien called Glocon. And he's stolen your two dogs. Um, and what he's done, basically, is he's gained this unstoppable power of, like, a god by putting the two dogs into his empty eye sockets. So he's kind of going around <laughs> the universe, <laughs> destroying things. And you have to get your dogs back to save your dogs and also <laughs> stop Glorcon from destroying the universe and like the high the eye socket mechanic that there's a whole eye socket mechanic in there's two um so like this <laughs> this two characters there's two characters that you play in it you yourself are a from a species called cheropians so they're an alien race whose members never get out of a chair um and they control and they, they control things with like a device that looks a bit like a controller. <laughs> so it basically allows you to play the game as this chair chairopian who sits in a chair. Um, so you can it's a VR game, but it's one that you play sitting down, which is nice because it's good to have games that you stand about and do stuff. But sometimes you just want to sit down and play a game. Yeah. So you sit down. So you're one of the characters, and then the other character is called Trover, and he's a purple monster that's got babies for eyes. Um, and he's got like a laser <laughs> sword. So you you control you control him from so you control Trover from your chair using your little pad um, in the game, which is incidentally what you're also doing in real life. So you can like you can control him, and he can. It's like an action platformer. So you can run, he can jump, he can fight with his little sword, and then you use him to like solve puzzles and you know just get around the level. And then you sit in your chair and you can control him. But then there's also certain things that you can do in your chair, like um, levitate up and down so you can see more of the level and stuff. So it's like a really unique and clever way of playing a game, which you don't 
um, which you've never really done, which you never really played before, obviously, because it's 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 it's, it's a unique way of doing it. Um, but it's just it's just it's just it's just so so funny. Like there was just on more than one occasion I've had to just pause it because I was just laughing so hard. The writing is so so good, and I was I was reading like the row hours and hours and hours and hours of dialogue for it um and then they did like loads of play testing and then like saw like the things that like players are doing when they're playing it and then um recorded loads like voice stuff to kind of like interact with those things that players are doing which is what i was saying about how like you just have the players like taking the piss out of you all the time like this just one bit where there's like a puzzle to do to get over this gate and like the puzzle's like in four parts and they get like increasingly more difficult and like the fourth one was really, really difficult. So like you're the Cheropian on his little wheelchairy thing trying to like solve the puzzle. And then Trover is just going, Oh, fuck this puzzle. It's fucking well too hard. Like you've been doing this for like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, honestly, just but like in a much funnier version of what I'm doing. But it's just constantly while you're trying to do this, while you're just trying to do this puzzle, you're just constantly in your head going, just taking the piss out of you. And then going, fuck it, come down here, we'll just kick, we'll just kick the gate, we'll just kick the gate through. And I spent about 10 minutes trying to do this puzzle. And I could not do the last one. So in the end, I had to just go down and we just kicked the gate through. And he was like, oh, we just wasted 20 minutes of our fucking time trying to do a puzzle where we can just kick the gate in. Just... There's like this character that you meet that's like this big horrible thing and he's like just telling you about how he's got like how he kidnaps pregnant women and keeps them in his house because he likes to have fresh snacks when the baby is born. <laughs> and like and which is sounds it sounds what like that bit is like part of like, you know, in computer games where you have like choose the good or choose the bad. And like choose the good is like this little old man saving this little old man and then choosing the bad is like saving this guy that eats babies fresh out of pregnant women and like if you choose the trauma and the other the other characters are going oh my god like what are you doing like this guy eats babies like what are you sick in the head and they just take the piss out of you for it for ages and like and then at the end level like I, i honestly can't believe that you saved that guy he was the most disgusting guy and it's just it's just a really 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 fun game and i've done um I've read like this five planets that you go to and I've done um I've done the first one. Um and if as you go to different planets, like I think the puzzles are different and the environments are different and the people that you meet are different. But like on the first planet, like the characters I met just had me pissing myself laughing. Um the voicing, like the two characters um like the voices sound really similar to Rick and Morty, like the two characters, which are Trova and Glaucon, you're called the chair opening guy. Um so so it's just like playing a Rick and Morty episode, really, but it's but it's its own story and it looks it looks really, really good and it's so so funny. Um so I definitely recommend this to anyone. It's like rated like four point seven or four point nine or something on 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 the Oculus Game Store, and everyone everyone in the comment in the reviews are just saying this is one of the funniest games I've played, and it's it's really really good VR game. So I definitely 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 recommend it, especially if you like Rick and Morty and like that type of humor because it's that kind of really coarse, hilarious in your face humor, and that's Trover saves the universe. Does that um, is it? worth buying on oculus or could you get away with just playing the normal game version does does vr add um, a lot to it? It, 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 it yeah it, it works really well in vr it it does 
like it works really well in VR and the fact that they do like the whole chair opium thing where you're like in this wheelchair and you move around the level. So the way that you move around the level, like I say, is you use your pad to control Trover and then Trover can get to these like um transport points then when he gets to it you can then transport to that point and that's how you move around the level um but you know comedy wise obviously a a massive part of this game is its comedy i would say maybe even 60 percent of this game is its comedy and the writing and you could easily enjoy that um without the vr um so this you know this would be a game that if you know if i didn't have vr and i knew what i knew now i would still get it but it is also a very good VR game in its own right. So, yeah, if you don't have VR, I would still recommend to get this game because it's the writing on it is really, really, really good, really, really funny. Which doesn't happen very often in games. Sure. Saves you. you know what? You've sold it to me. I'm looking on uh, Steam yeah. right now on on it. It's uh, 23.79 on Steam. It says VR support is there. It's bad. primarily not a VR game, but it, it supports VR. And yeah, um, I could play the trailer, but I don't think you'd hear it. It would, the recording would pick it up. Hang on, is it, it's, it's gonna play a little bit. All right, boss said that Doopy Dooper would would have the cauldron, the magical vessel. Oh, it's exactly the same voice, get, isn't so it? Keep your eyes peeled for yeah. that house. Yeah. Normal, regular. You can't hear it, can you? Story, ranch style home, no. the two car garage. I'm pretending to hear it. Sounds like a nice place to live. Straight, more pissed off things that want us dead. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, buying that. Buying that. Good shout. Good shout. Good. It's good, good. Very good. Uh, now it's time for round three of League Three of the Metacritic Quiz. Right, do we all have our Metacritic quizzes uh, questions ready? Yeah. You said yeah first, so you can go first. Awesome. So, um, get ready. Here we go. This game has too many cutscenes. This is not even a game, it's a movie. By the way, uh, out of the review, it is a game. Um, the gameplay is horrible. There are too many QTEs. All you do in this game is press buttons and the game does the actions for you. There's hardly any combat. When there is combat, it's too linear. It gives me no freedom on how I want to attack my enemies. Sorry, the grammar and the spelling is shit in this. Metal Gear Solid like I said earlier. No, good guess though. Like I said earlier, the game plays it for you. The story is weird. No. And it felt like a story that I would see in a straight-to-DVD movie. Metal Gear Solid 3. No. If I'm not mistaken, games are supposed to be fun. This is exactly what this, inverted commas, game lacks. This game has sections where you're doing chores like laundry or waiting for the bus. No. Waiting for the bus. You don't wait for the bus in the last one. Heavy rain. (laughs) Walk. No. Hey, human. Yes. Oh. You were so close, Jay, with Damn Heavy it. Rain. 
Well done. I loved this game. I loved to try it because yeah, no, it was brilliant. I agree. I really liked it. And it's the best one he's done. Dan. Twat. Okay. Um, I didn't actually get that because I said too human, not Detroit Become Human. Oh, okay. Oh, Detroit Become Human! human. I said it first. <laughs> no, I said it because I just said it in that sentence. Medium! <laughs> Jay shouted it. It's just amazing. Medium! <laughs> Alright, next week I'm going to be doing, I'm going to do a slow-mo version of that. <laughs> the medium. The medium. Oh, um, what a great sound. Yeah. Da, uh, Dan. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Well, technically, you didn't win it, but go on. You can go first. What really kills blank for me is the overwhelming sense of pointlessness. There are no goals, no scenarios, no unlockables, no long-time luxury goods or end-game wonders or upper-level populations or advanced buildings. There is no finale. There is instead a world without end. Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> no. <laughs> the medium. They just live the game. <laughs> I love that sound clip. Um, is it elite dangerous? No. It's um. Uh, if you're a fan of God games and have found yourself disappointed by the recent entries in the genre, such as the latest SimCity and the early access version of Peter Molyneux's underwhelming goddess project... City Skylines! Nope. Uh, Pick up this is it, game. Is it populous? Nope. A single developer did a far better job with Blank than the whole team of Maxis with SimCity. Yes, there are some things missing, like upgrades or more buildings, but there will be mod tools for the community. Tough oh. city builder takes you and your capital delightfully serious. Civ thinking logically. Five. Uh, no, no. No, it's a small one, I think. PC uh, game. Life on the frontier wasn't pretty, and neither is blank, but it does provide an interesting city building simulation with an excellently designed user in interface. Is it surviving, surviving Mars? No. I don't think it's any of the Tropico games because they have like teams that work on them. Wasteland? Nope. Oh, is it Frostpunk? No. Oh. <laughs> huh. uh, it came out in 2014 on PC. No Googling. Um, Thinking back to 2014. Mm, no. A Tropico did come out in 2014, but I know it's not. I know it's not Tropico because they have like teams of people that work on them, and I'm pretty sure you said that it's one guy. Tropico 5, Tropico 4, Tropico 3, Tropico 2, Tropico. Wait, I've always called them Tropico. I know, yeah, everyone's here. Why are you calling it Tropico? I don't know. I'm just matching John. Because <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> um, it's none of the Tropico games. Uh, I don't know. Tropico. I don't know what it could be. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, uh, mm. Okay, so you and a group of settlers have been 
forcefully ejected from a community, thereby being banished. Expelled. There you go. Banished. Tom I'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. I just knew where that sentence was going. <laughs> Yeah, banished in the uh, 2014 PC game. Banished. Yep. Is it any good? It's not bad. Good mods support, uh, support and um, yeah, it's a city builder. I I whiled away many an hour in it. Never heard of it. Banished. I'll give it a good. Has anyone but Dan heard of this game? I've not heard of it. No. <laughs> You well, obviously, bastard. people that exist have heard of it. You know, there are other people that, that, that have. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure, but uh, there's no one here except you. Uh, is it just me left? No, me too. No, I beg your pardon. Go on, then, There's Izzy. 12 people on my Steam list that, play, that have it and play it. Uh, and I'm, how many, I'm the how game. Many on your Steam list? Well, 2,000. I don't know. Oh, hang on. Well, 18 are online and 104 are offline. Oh, well, that's right. just about 10%. Yeah, not yeah. yeah, they did only sell 12 copies, though, in total. 13. <laughs> right. My go. Um, okay, let's go. Well, Kevin R., it would seem we have come to some kind of agreement. On a whim, my friend brought it over to my house for us to play. Well, I actually wanted to play some blank. I'm just covering that up because that gives it away. He wanted just to sit there and play the lame mini games. I personally think real girls are hotter <laughs> than polygons. Well, that's just me, I guess. The blank aspect, it's all right, could have been better. Confusing controls. The casino stuff was kind of cool for about 10 minutes. But if you like fake women with Triple H size boobs, knock yourself out. Oh. I'm just going to keep reading the reviews because the reviews are so good. I did have this game. I bought it <laughs> um, on the Xbox. And I thought it was quite a good game. But anyway, here's the next review. Oh, it, oh Kevin R. <laughs> this is Kevin R's review. That the first <laughs> review was replying to. So here we go. Here's Kevin R. Here's a prequel. Okay, yeah, the girls are nice. But let's face it, the gameplay is horrible, and there isn't much of it anyway. Should I play blank, shop, or go to a casino? Wow. After I realised what a loser I was for getting aroused by a bunch of computerised women, I decided to throw it away. Stop sitting in my room masturbating to stupid-ass video games and find myself a real girl. All you <laughs> dumbasses that gave this game a 10 are losers. Final Fantasy 15. Woo, I'm gone. I heard Final Fantasy 15 a feel, and that's wrong. And what was the other one? Huge boobed whore four. Huge <laughs> boobed. <laughs> I can't even say that. Is it lollipop chainsaw? No, mm. it's not. But you kind of along the right lines. Um, the Trover saves no. the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Wank simulator. Snowman. <laughs> I don't think you need to simulate. Yeah, <laughs> what was it? Just mud wanking. Just <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it came out in. It's, it's, it's got a, a score of, of, of seven point nine. 
It came out in 2003. And here's a clue. It's a spin-off of another game. Yakuza no something. Idea. Oh, that's a good shout. Yakuza no. Zero. It's, it's... Uh, okay, I'm gonna read. Uh... True Crime, Streets of LA. Nope. I'll read one more, no, and I won't block. I won't block out the big clue. What a waste of graphics. The animations and the girls are gorgeous, but everything else is complete crap. The volleyball is an afterthought. Oh, beach volleyball. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. Dead or alive beach volleyball, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if he's going to point to <laughs> got the points then. <laughs> None of Dead you or alive extreme. Oh. Three. There you go. Um, no, it's oh. Dead or alive extreme. Dead or alive extreme. Which I believe is volleyball. <laughs> I don't know who wants point for I did have this game on the Xbox and I quite I thought the volleyball was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it easy to play with one hand? <laughs> <laughs> Not easy enough. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, this is casino bit that got me. I was thinking of games with casinos in that you could visit, like in GTA and Mass Effect and. Yeah, well, this does like, it's, uh, some of the mini games, the casino mini games. It's a long time ago, but yeah, well, some of the casinos yeah. games, I've, I've games. Never, never played it. But it is, it is ridiculous. Like it is like women with like massive boobs in like the tiniest bikinis. It's just a ridiculous, ridiculous game. With jiggle physics. Well, that's pretty much <laughs> like it. This is like a forerunner in like in jiggle physics. Like I think this is like the the best paid scientist in jiggle physics in the world all got together to make this game because at some point, <laughs> at some point, it jiggles nearly as good as mud. Wow. Mm. Okay. Last one, mine. Um, Sure, it's polished and looks alright, but that's the extent of the positive feedback I have for this game. It's just lame. The combat is silly and cartoony, uh, and, and not in a good way. The game's biggest selling point is the litany of mini-games you can play, which always suck. The mini-games are always the most boring part of the game, unless the game unless the game is really bad. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, there's darts, pool, and many other games that would be easy to play in real life and far more fun. I wanted to play yeah, any of those. Almost. One, two, three, four, five, six, or Yakuza like a dragon. Yakuza zero. Yakuza zero. Dan got it with zero. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I don't deserve those points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well done, Dan. Very, very well uh, very well done. Unstoppable Oak. Dan. <laughs> uh, right, points wise, has anyone been updating these as we've as we've been going? By any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, okay, is that it? Is that right? Yeah. Nothing's being adjusted. Okay, brilliant. Okay, joint first is myself, 
and John Mouse. In second place is Hardly Dan, and Nezzy has yet to score. Let's move on to the music quiz. It's time for the music quiz. I have uh, eight for you this time. I'm not sure why I didn't do a ninth uh, or a tenth, but uh, there you go. So, the music for the film parts are all by John Williams. That's that's the clue. Hey. And the games... Who's John, who's John Williams? Oh, games. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. God. <laughs> Common. I did star, lots of Star Wars music. Yeah, he's the composer okay. to Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Okay. Actually, I shouldn't be naming all these things because I might be using some of them. Uh, Close anyway. Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, John Jaws. Williams. Yes. Um, Jay Willie. Anyway, yeah, the, <laughs> there's some games as well. It's not all John Williams, but uh, the movies are. Anyway, this isn't. This is a video game. What is the video game? this or is are you just ignoring me yeah yeah no it sounds no idea what it is okay (laughs) that's fine we don't know the answer um is it it a is it a wario game do you say wario yeah is it mario game it is a mario game which mario game mario Mario picross mario mario sunshine Mario 3 Mario 2 Mario 0 <laughs> Mario Party Mario Kart Mario and Sonic at the Olympics <laughs> Super Mario 3D World Was that Super Mario World? Yeah It wasn't, but that's great. <laughs> oh, well, I was getting bored anyway. <laughs> Super Mario World. Chinny knows and was screaming the answer. He uh, should do. He played it for like a day. Yeah, yeah, he did. Question two is a TV show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Just uh, I'm on season three now. Never watched it before. Uh, it's great, isn't it? What a show! Yeah, love that show. So I always, uh, I always go up to season four and start watching it, and then start again. Well, I think it's like my third time doing that. I don't know why that is. 
But no, just keep going. It's really good. I know. I think I just need to. I don't know why. Is it? I think that's when they start having like the sillier episodes. Then I think those don't entertain me as much. Anyway, I'll just keep watching them. Yeah, good. Well, I've, I've just seen. What have I just seen? The captain had to dress up like a pigeon. <laughs> That's where I'm up to, I think. Uh, question three, a video game. This one's probably for Dan. Like every single other one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the first Legend of Zelda? It's it's um it's very well known on Nintendo consoles. It's had a few um fairly recent iterations. There seems to be one on every like Nintendo platform. On every Nintendo Kirby. Has a, a, oh, uh, a female protagonist. Metroid. Oh, Metroid. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Metroid before. Metroid's a robot on it. No. It's a woman, I think. In a suit. Yeah. A yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on to our first film. This is John Williams, as I said before, and it is a Steven Spielberg film. Indiana Jones. E.T. Is this the intro to Jaws? Jurassic Park. You've named pretty much every Steven Spielberg film except for this one. Two thousand two. Catch me if you can. Tom Cruise. Uh, Mission Impossible. Minority Report. Uh, what is it? Minority Report. Correct. Minority Report. That's Steven Spielberg. I did not know that. Yeah. The game for that was shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Another game. Metal Gear Solid. No, that'll get Solid One. Which bit? The main menu screen, isn't it? Correct. The main menu screen of Metal Gear Solid One. How the fuck? How the fuck? You remember a song from like twenty years ago? That just blows my mind. 
Well, I did play Metal Gear Solid 1 again a few months ago. So. Well, I wouldn't remember if I'd played a game 20 minutes ago, to be fair. <laughs> but with the, when I was younger, um, back on the PlayStation 1, the amount of time, the amount of times I played Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 was just incredible. I mean, I even um, managed to program in on a Nokia 3310 using, you know, you could create your own ringtones by putting yeah. in like hash 147 hash and all random numbers. I managed to get the theme to Metal Gear Solid 2 coded into a 3310 and it took fucking ages. The Metal Gear ones as well, they always, the music always sounds fairly similar between the games. It has that sort of like digital sounding mm. thing in the background. True. Uh, right, it's question six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, another film. Indiana Jones. Superman. E.T. Superman 2. No, it's, in, it's, in, it's Indiana Jones. E.T. 2. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Jurassic Park. Uh, the Steven Spielberg film. Um, 1990. Goonies. Gremlins 2. <laughs> I recognise it, which means it must be something really Gremlins obvious. Gremlins 3. <laughs> You might watch it every Christmas. Back to the Future. Watch it every Christmas. Santa Claus the movie. (laughs) The Snowman. The Queen's Speech. It stars a very funny man who died a few years ago. Ah. Robin Williams in Mr. Downfire. The good shout. Steven Spielberg film. Robin Williams. Hook. Hook. Oh, oh, yes. Oh. Jeez. Question seven. Video game. This is the main titles of which game? As in the main menu. The music for the main menu. Fallout. Fallout. Which one? Fallout. Three. Four. Fallout three. Oh, I got so close, I'd never get these. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, another film, another Spielberg film, another John Williams. What is it? E.T. Oh, yeah. 
eating. And that concludes the music quiz. Thanks for playing. Well, wasn't that fun? Now let's move. By the way, this is a pre-recorded thing I did last week because I felt ill and just thought I'd do some pre-recorded shit. So I'm just going to use this one. Well, wasn't that fun? Now let's move on to topic of the week. It's time for topic of the week. And topic of the week this week is hardest mission in a game. John? Well, um, it's got to be that really annoying one from Grand Theft Auto. Not the train one, because there was a really easy way to catch the train in San Andreas. Flying the planes, the drone. Well, no... If you drove further ahead in San Andreas, you didn't have to listen to them saying you're only supposed to catch the damn train, CJ, because you could just drive ahead of the train and there was a little area, like a little rock, um, that you could basically get on top of and just run them all over on top of the train if you got on the bike. But it was the one I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure it was the mini helicopters in Vice City. Um, Yeah, the drone. yeah, Yeah, that was really difficult. You had to fly it around a construction site and this little helicopter drone that had oh, yeah. some dynamite underneath it. And it was timed, which made it even harder. And if you hit parts of the – it controlled like shit anyway. And if you hit parts of the scenery, like it blow up or – yeah, that one was a right fucker, that one. I say mine. I've, 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 I've mentioned mine before, though, a few weeks ago, but it's on Sekiro, which is obviously a notoriously difficult game anyway. But there's a guy called Genichiro – Achina. And I it took me literally over a year and I would say at least two hundred goes. I would just try it all the time. And then I'd go through periods. And it's like a it's a game. It's it's like a boss and he's in like three stages. And it's one of the you know, if he hits you a couple of times, you're pretty much dead. So you have to make sure he doesn't hit you. But just the game itself is just about like reading what move they're gonna make, doing the right block or um, dodge, and you basically can't really make any mistakes. Or you can make a couple of mistakes before you're dead, so you have to get everything bang on right. And there's three different phases, and the phases get increasingly difficult. And if you fail at any of the phases, you have to go back to the start. So I would like at first I got. After like loads of goes, I got to like the phase two, and then I can get to the point where I kept kept on trying and trying and trying and learning the patterns, and then got to the point where I could just get to phase three. Then the phase three, I just get was getting my ass kicked like in the first second. So then I gave up, and then I used to just go back to it, and then get up to phase three or phase two, and it took me like I had hundreds of goes. I tried it, and then I did it. I think like fourteen months later, and I did it. And I just I felt just no emotion when when I won. I was just <laughs> in the living room. I just did it, and I was like, right, I've done it. <laughs> it was just this mad anti climax. I was happy that I'd done it, but it it was just such a huge thing that I don't know. I just maybe I was just in shock at the fact that I'd actually done it. But then um, I did it, and then I've got to like a next guy now who's not even a boss, and then he kicks my ass about ten times, and then I'm not even I've not picked it up since. But that was my hardest game, and I will go back and finish that game one day because it is a really good game. But yeah, that's my hardest mission. So mine was uh, 
Batman Origins is one of the first one where you have to fight the guy with the sword. I forgot who what his name was. Was it Knight something? Oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I vaguely remember this, but he had a sword or something. And it took ages and ages and ages, and I, I think I broke a controller over it. Plus, there was one yeah. in um, in the the most recent Batman game, yeah. Arkham Knight. That's it, Arkham Knight. Um, we have to one of the riddles. We have to drive the car through this obstacle course. Oh yeah, and the yeah, obstacle yeah. course changes yeah. each lap. Yeah. Oh my god, that was hideous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Did anyone get anywhere near getting the three hundred Joker? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I was like, you can fuck right off. No way. I think I got like three. First Batman yeah. game, I got all of them. Fine, easy. The, the, all the other ones nowhere near Dan? yeah for me it was yeah the, the last boss in oh. Dead Space now the boss itself isn't that hard but there's a glitch on the PC version of Dead Space which means that if you ever go into the game and you press continue instead of load it increases the difficulty <laughs> <laughs> if you've got more than one spare save and, and so each time you load it you save it again, then you continue. You don't press continue, you load. It ups it. So by the time I've got to the end of it, because I didn't do it in one sitting, even though it says I'm playing it on normal, I'm actually playing it on the hardest difficulty, and I cannot beat that fucker. And there's no real fix for that bug. Um, so, yeah, I still haven't oh, wow. completed it. Oh, you've got to do it. Great game. Yeah. Well, yeah. now I know how to sidestep, which is by always... By, by never clicking continue that's that's the the way to sidestep the bug but when i was playing it i didn't know about that and uh only found out about it after i'd finished playing it so it's on pc uh, <laughs> i think we should do extra life i think we should do extra life this year and then you just have a 24 hour run at beating that boss on the hardest <laughs> difficulty <laughs> no get sponsored <laughs> no, no I, I tried to play just one game for extra life once and i'm not doing it again Although that was Snuggle Truck, so perhaps I should have chosen a better game. <laughs> Similar games. Uh, yeah, okay, that's for me, that's the hardest I've ever had. Yeah, that, that's the hardest, but it's not really the fact that the mission's hard, it's just that the difficulty ramps up quite a bit. And now it's time to hear from you, sons of bitches! And now it's your time to shine. It's the community section. Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? We want to know. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And we have heard from Womblewank, who says... Mass Effect 1, when you rescue Liara, I found fighting the Colossus on foot really hard. First time round, put me off the game for a few months, and even with the, even with the legendary edition, it's where I died the most. Yeah, mm. that that bit is well, a it was bit crazy. of a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, it, it depends on on what you're doing and your loadout. It's it's not so great if you just have tech and you can't really do much to damage it. I thought tech is quite good for it because it scrambles its shields. Yeah, but it's really powerful, so it doesn't last very long. I know which bit you mean, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. You're obviously a pussy. Moving on. <laughs> Scott Suttle Sledgehammer Taps Pattern says, Surviving 27 years of marriage without attempting silent assassin, which I never managed due to my lack of patience. 
in brackets <laughs> for clarification in Hitman games, not my marriage. Yeah, are you married for 27 years in the Hitman games? <laughs> oh, I don't really know what to say about that because I don't really understand. I, I can see that there are words, but I don't know what they mean. <laughs> um, Deffy, Deffy says um, that bloody queen thing in the ice cave on Gears 5 nearly went crazy unexperienced. Have you got to that bit yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I can't. I only played this a few weeks ago, but I can I can vaguely remember it being a bit difficult. But I did not do it unexperienced. But all of um, the bosses on um, Gears of War are difficult unexperienced. That's when you play it like on co-op. That's when like you always get stuck. Uh, Rick Random Number says Driver. The President's Run sticks in my mind. Almost threw my PlayStation out the window. I remember it being um, hard. I, remember, I don't remember the specific mission, but I remember Driver being a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the only level on Driver yeah. 1. That yeah. was really annoying. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you talked about that uh, recently, didn't you? I think so, yeah. It was really fucking hard. It was supposed to be a tutorial. Uh, not really a tutorial, but it was supposed to... It locked you in, like, one floor of a garage, and it made you... It timed you and asked you to do all these different things, like been around 360 slalom through the cars and yeah it was it was tricky really tricky and until you did it you couldn't go out and experience the rest of the game or drive around the city or anything uh daniel fletcher says final mission of quantum of solace on 007 difficulty grenade hell <laughs> i've never played it duke apparently loves it i thought it was all right i didn't play it on uh the 007 difficulty though Kim Woods, aka Big Sweaty Man sixty nine. Says any escort mission where I have to keep them alive, which is basically every escort mission. Yeah. Yes, that is very annoying. It's yeah, funny how yeah. everyone hates escort missions, but they just keep on coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just mad that people just have them in there. Yeah, I hate escort missions. Like that really long one in Metal Gear Solid 2 where you have to um, shepherd that little girl around. And then there's even a part where you just have to look for a sniper rifle and still escort someone without even being near them. That's when you know that they're taking the piss. You're just watching them through the scope. (laughs) Justin Skull says the whole of Bloodborne. Totally agree. Never played it, yeah. never will. No, uh, yeah, it's a great game. It is, it's hard, but it's a really good game. And then Daniel Fletcher. Oh, no, not Daniel. I've gone down too far. Um, someone's been changing all of these around again. Um, Stephen Holdsworth says, Alex the Kid in Wonderland, all of it, still cannot do it to this day. Never played that one. Don't remember much from it, but anything from that era is just fucking hard as shit oh that's in there twice uh and that is it from the community yes that is it from the community so next week next week's topic is upcoming game you're most excited about so we're talking a bit it's a bit of uh, got to that stage where i can't speak uh we're talking uh sort of e3 next week so um yes upcoming games you're most excited about that you might have seen a video about of in e3 or just whatever that is next week's topic of the week now let's move on to speak pipes we have three that have been that have been sat here stewing for many a week um so let's get them done 
shall we? First one is from Greasy Fish Lips. Good evening, all. It is I, the Greasy Fish Lips. Just call me Lips, it's just so much easier. And a big up to Derek, the speed pipe legend. My question to you all is, is there anything that makes you sick on sight or smell? Good luck. <laughs> Good question. Name. <laughs> Tuna. Ab. Tuna and cat Boon. food. Oh, yeah. right. Was it a booner? Mm. <laughs> Sambuca. Definitely slugs, Sambuca. It's slugs for me. Just the sight of slug makes me feel physically sick. And if I were to touch one, I'd probably be sick. I have a massive phobia of slugs. <laughs> it's not like they're ever going to be quick enough to catch you, though. Yeah, but Run, you, don't to, you don't know how often I don't move. <laughs> just, just have a ring of salt around you whenever you lie down and sit and don't no, move. Because then you'd have to deal with the aftermath of that, which is why I can't salt them. I think vomit for me. I'd be, I'd... Oh. Sorry, I just <laughs> killed the <this laughs> whole conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, vomit is just classically horrible. Would uh, you rather be covered in vomit or slugs? Slugs. Slugs. Honestly. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could brush slugs off. You can't brush Ooh. off some vomit. I sat on a slug once and all its guts came out and stained. I've never been able to get the stain out of my shorts since. <laughs> I think you said it's got the stink out of me since. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get rid of the shorts. I'd have get rid of the shorts and the part of my skin which had made contact with the shorts. Uh, Marty, old greasy fish lips, aka Marty, also has an answer for his own question. Here it is. Uh, my answer would be, unfortunately, uh, when I was a young child, I loved playing football. Uh, in the 80s, there was a thing called teabag t-shirts. I had a t-shirt on with teabag fabric and unfortunately dived in some dog shit. Uh, I ran home... <laughs> Uh, which took at least five minutes to the despair of my parents, where I said, oh, I've dived in some poo, get it over my head. And since that point in time, I cannot look at dog shit. <laughs> the smell of it, it, I'm off. My gag reflex is disgusting. Uh, dog sick. The dog was sick while the wife went here. I can't deal with these things. But unfortunately, I had to. Me and the kids, daddy, dog's been sick tried to pick up dog sick in a paper towel uh, I was sick on the dog sick and then got into a weird spiral <laughs> of trying to clear it up in one hand to scoop it up and also being sick at the same time oh I <laughs> the worst gag reflex ever I'm sorry love you all respect <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I used to work in the cinema and someone was sick in the entry. There's two doors uh, to get into a screen. Someone was sick in between those two doors on the way out. And it was a full pack screen. And everyone was 
they they were they they ran out before the you know before everyone else was sick. They didn't get to the toilet in time, so everyone came out, opened the door to this all this sick between the two doors, which they couldn't see until they opened the door. And one by one, everyone else started throwing up on top of it, throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. It it was just the worst day ever. It has that reaction, though, doesn't it? It's it's, uh, infectious. Yeah, I was in a limo on my way to town once for one of my friend's 21st birthday, so it was a long time ago. And he was looking a bit green and had already... That I'd done pre-drinks before the pub and at the pub had been smashing back shots and all the rest of it. Then we got in the limo and I just think the bubbly tipped him over a bit too much in there. And he was sick whilst sort of his head was upwards and it, yeah, limos sort of have low ceilings inside. <laughs> so it sprayed down from the ceiling and like showered. <laughs> showered people oh. um, yeah it, it doesn't really put you in the best mood to then get out of the limo and go into different clubs and pubs when you all smell a bit like sick no we need a palate cleanser Derek the job is yours hello joysticks and chillers Derek Sains again and the random subject this week is the human voice which is pretty essential, I suppose, for a podcaster. But I was reminded of it this week when someone at work mentioned the 80s TV series of Vida Zane Pet, which, uh, if you didn't already know, was mm. about a group of British labourers who went uh, to find work in Germany because they couldn't find any in the UK. I didn't really watch much of it, but uh, one reason I was put off by it was um, the very irritating voice of the character Oz, plays by, played by a Northeast native Jimmy Nail. And uh, his voice did get on my nerves in that series, but however authentic it might have been. Um, But the complete opposite to that, uh, a voice I always find uh, soothing to listen to is uh, Graham Hancock, who, if you don't know, he's an archaeologist, a professor, a lecturer, an author, a broadcaster. Uh, And I've just listened to his... um, audio book uh, the magicians of the uh, magicians of the gods which went on for over six hours so i suppose you have to like someone's voice if you can listen to them for six hours so my question for you or questions is fairly simple are there any personalities or would-be personalities presenters uh actors singers whose uh, speaking voice you really like and in the opposite is there anyone similar whose voice you really hate and that is it so keep on podcasting I can answer immediately and just say and say Derek's voice. I mean, he's got a really calming <laughs> yeah, voice. I can't stand it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when I hear Derek's voice, I always imagine. It. And I don't know if this is offensive or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I do love Derek, but I just always imagine that scene in Silence of the Lambs. You know, when the one that gets thrown thrown out thrown down the hole. Puts the lotion on imagine. the skin. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that scene and the person just looking up for the first time and then just hearing the voice, hello, veteran gamers. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I imagine every single time I hear him speak. <laughs> Where he, does, he does have a, a really cool voice. <laughs> it's ironic you say that because I thought he's, he's, he sounded a lot like um, Anthony Hopkins. It really? He's got a very Anthony Hopkins-esque voice. Because I thought he was, it was well, possibly Welsh when I, I first listened to uh, to Derek. 
Maybe it's just that maybe it's just the vibe of Silence of the Lambs, and very much a lot of the vibe <laughs> of Silence of the Lambs comes from Anthony Hopkins. Maybe that's the connection. Yes, Derek, you're you're vibing off Silence of the Lambs very strongly here, in one way my, or another. Um, my my one my voice that I listen to now is Alan Partridge. And I pretty much, whenever every night when I go to sleep now to fall asleep, I just put on one of his audio books and I just listen to him and he just makes me fall asleep and I can listen to his books. The the, the Alan Parge audio books just over and over and over and over again. I just absolutely love listening to him. I guess well, that's like this story. Saying, voice. Yeah. But his audio books are his, in my opinion, and his podcast, some of his best works. So you should definitely give it a listen. I've watched the last two episodes of the... Well, I've watched two episodes of the, the, the um, God, the the panel, not the panel show, the like the daytime um, TV show. We, yeah, yeah. I've been off. watching it as well. So funny. I what it's called. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I think it's, it's so one of the, good. one of his best series. It's really, really, I'm just laughing out loud watching it at like midnight in bed, just pissing myself laughing and waking Heather up. I just watched him do the uh, the SAS video. Have you seen that no, I don't that think bit? No, I think, I'm, I think I've watched up to like the fourth one or the fifth one. He interviews XSAS personnel, and then they take him on a like a, a training thing, and he he does like a um, he storms a, a room as a soldier with these SAS. And anyway, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it from beyond that, but it's funny. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, who's not answered? Anybody else? Um, for me. It's probably a little bit out there, but Patrick Stewart's voice is like oh, yeah. super recognisable, um, especially when he popped up as a voiceover in uh, was it Oblivion? Um, yep. Yeah, I think I think he's got a good good voice. Obviously, like the obvious one is Morgan Freeman's voice is so recognisable, and yeah, I think. I would not want to be trapped in a lift with Morgan Freeman because he'd start talking and you'd you'd be sure that something bad was about to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd rather be stuck in a lift with him than Brian Blessed. <laughs> what floor do share. you want? <laughs> Hello, Combined spaces. A fucking lift yeah. stuck. <laughs> I pressed I all hear. the buttons, so this ride lasts forever. I love Brian Blessed. I do. I, I, yeah, I love him to bits. I mean, the guy's amazing. But but yeah, uh, going back to the question, I, I can't think of anyone's voice that really kind of gets on my nerves or that really soothes me. Famous. I really don't like Scarlet Moffat, the um, presenter. Yeah, because he won't hate other people in Northeast. Oh, <laughs> fucking Danny Dyer! I can't stand the guy. Oh yeah! Whenever I ever hear yeah. his voice, I just want to hit something. <laughs> yeah, um, you want to hit him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you should watch Danny Dies Hardest Man. It's just him being just ultra annoying the whole way through. Is <laughs> that <laughs> <So> normal? Yeah. <laughs> if you hate him, it's just like Danny Dies times five. It's just Danny Dies. Have five. you seen that really shit quiz show that he does as well? I've seen no. the adverts for or the trails for it. He hosts a quiz show. It's called something like The Wall, and it is just shit. Yeah, well, they have to get into different shapes as the wall goes past them. No, it's no. like they have to answer different questions, and then 
they yeah there's a big wall in front of them and a ball drops down and it it's basically it's like, like a pachinko machine yeah, there did used to be a one called the wall where you'd have to get in different shapes when the wall came out. You know, I'm not just making that up. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, answer the fucking question, you slag. <laughs> you know it makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, all answered? Mark Kermode's impression of Danny Dyer is hilarious. If you get the chance, go on YouTube and. Um, and listen to any of his, any of his Danny Dyer reviews because he starts. He, he's just oh, I'm Danny Dyer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're brilliant. Oh, to do that. Oh, yeah, I love love when he's on a panel show and people take the piss out of him. He's been on um, <laughs> Celebrity Juice a few times, doesn't he? He always gets ripped apart. <laughs> That's great. Thank you very much, Derek, for your speak pipe. Do another one for next week. Uh, and then we'll listen to it in about five weeks' time. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At Joysticks Chill. Follow us on Facebook. Join us on Facebook. Join our Discord. Join our Discord. Details on the Twitter pin tweet. Email us podcast at joystickshill.com. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to our YouTube. Leave us a message on Speakpipe. Speakpipe. You on iTunes. Leave us all your messages, text messages. Send us a fucking carrier pigeon. We want to know what you think. Hello. We want to hear from it's you. It's better than sticking a cocktail stick in your eyeball. Dab the shout outs. Right, everyone, stop what you're doing and listen to me. It's time for the shout out, bitch. I'm going to shout out everyone who pleases me. We'll start with Nezzy because he has nothing on his notes. Um, okay, I'll shout. Well, I'll shout the people who answered us on Twitter. So that's at UK underscore Steffi, at Rick Random Number, at Sniz Minis, and at Kaya Soze 13, who we've not read out because I didn't see it till now, but I'll read it out next week. Um, and shout out you guys and shout out my family. And that's it. What about you, Dan? Um, yeah, well, everyone else that has got in contact with us that you haven't mentioned yet, so that would be Kim Woods, did you say Daniel Fletcher? It doesn't matter, I'll say it again. Justin Scholes and uh, Stephen Holdsworth and Rick Random Number and Sniz Menes. Sniz Menes, there we go. And Womble Wank. Yeah. Other than that, go check out VG Hub. Uh, there's a load of great stuff over there that you need to look at other podcasts and stuff okay um you guys thank you really enjoyed it it's been a good show jay thank you for the um sound clips and um all the work that you put in i want to shout out mac at ogrpg as well for the work he puts in with his game i'm going to shout out, shout out my uh, beautiful wife and beautiful daughter it's been a tough week this week but we've we've you know, last week, but we got through it. And I'm going to shout out Big Sweaty Man 69 as aka um, Gamer Girl because I jumped into the Overseas Connection podcast live stream last night and they streamed the video from E3 and Xbox and Bethesda's um, their showcase. 
and it was really good. So they basically, the OC guys sort of gave their opinions on each announcement as it was uh, just just after it, each one was made. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was really enjoyable. Um, and Kim mentioned that she'd played multiplayer games before where she'd get weirdos following around because they knew she was a girl because of her name being Gamer Girl. So I suggested that she change it and she suggested that she change it to Big Sweaty Man 69, to which I said, you will still get attention, but it will be of a different type. <laughs> <laughs> I will shout out uh, Marty, Greasy Fish Lips. Thank you for your uh, your consistent speak pipes. I know things have been tough and I hope things have gotten better for you. Echoing statements that have been said over other podcasts, if, if you or anyone else needs to talk to anyone from the community, everyone is pretty much available to chat. Um, I was listening to the Overseas uh, Connection and they were saying, yeah, it, it's, it's sometimes it's better to talk to people you don't really know than your friends and family because you can open up to them more so it's just something to think about but i hope i hope you're doing very well uh i hope you continue to uh derek sains obviously he's he's the, the maestro of the speak pipe uh thank you for your constant uh input and uh shout out to uh my manager jen purely pizza i know she'll be listening to this at some point she's uh yeah currently at home not very well so uh get well soon jen uh, and that is me. That is the shout out. That is the show. So thank you very much for listening. I know it's not, it's, it's, it's been a, a while since uh, the last time we've done sort of consecutive shows week by week. Um, we'll, we will try and improve this situation. We may not be all here, but we will try and improve. We'll get something out uh, as often as we can. So thank you for your patience. Uh, yes, it's been a pleasure to uh, to talk with you all again. Let's do it again soon. Still one of the highlights of my week. So please join us again next time for Joysticks and Chill. Have a good week. Bye. Bye, bye. Thank you for listening to the Joysticks and Chill podcast. Don't forget to join the Discord. See you next time. Your foreskin smells of cheese.